Good morning and happy Sunday, everybody. You are listening to the Sizzlin' Arrow podcast where we learn how to cultivate, harvest, and prepare clean, organic food. I am Paul Rhodes, the host and founder of this podcast and the company known as Sizzlin' Arrow Outdoors. Well, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate having you here. If this is the first time that you've tuned into the Sizzlin' Arrow podcast, make sure that after this episode, you go and check out the first episode that we did and also check out the website, www.sizzlinarrow.com. Both of those will explain what we're looking to do and what we're looking to accomplish and just what we're about. So make sure you go and check those out after this episode. And if you've been listening to us for any amount of time now, thank you. We appreciate you sticking with us and hopefully you enjoyed this episode just as much as you have the other ones. So um, today's episode, we're going to be talking about ways to become a better archer or a better archery hunter primarily because that's what we're looking to do is we're looking to go out, harvest our own meat, be able to come back, prepare it, cook it up and serve it to our friends, family, and neighbors, and uh, yeah, all that good stuff. So we want, we're want we wanting to bring in clean, organic meat to the household. So this episode, we'll kind of I'm going to talk about what I do as far as prepping up and practicing with my bow shooting to make me a better archer and more calm when I'm out in the field. So we're just going to jump right into it. Um, now, there may be some things that more seasoned archers or experienced archers do out there you know everyone's got their own little techniques and uh kind of rituals if you would uh, before the archery season or throughout the year so these are mine now that again there may be other ones out there but these are what i do and you know these might help you if you're starting off and even if you've been archery shooting for quite some time or archery hunting for quite some time you know there may be something in here that you don't do that i do that might benefit you as well. So um, here we go. So number one, I like to shoot at different distances. I don't like to just sit at 20 yards and shoot at 20 yards because that way, I mean, you kind of get your blinders on when you practice consistently at the same distance. So what I like to do is I like to go from, you know, 10 yards out to I mean, as far as 100 yards target shooting, I'm not going to shoot an animal at 100 yards with a bow, but you know, there's way too much that can go wrong with that. My, my hunting range is about anywhere from 10 yards to, I would say, 50 yards max. Now, it's a little tough when you're out in the woods because there's twigs and brush and all that stuff that you may hit. So you want to be careful when you're shooting longer distances from a tree stand. I try to stay within about 20 to 30 yards at max. But, um, yeah, I have shot a few distances out a little bit farther. Yeah, I've shot an antelope at 70 three yards. That was one shot, one kill. And that was actually my biggest antelope to date. So, um, if you practice at farther distances, anywhere from a 10 to a hundred yards practicing on 3d targets or regular targets, you're going to be able to make these shots. I mean, 20 yard shot on an animal is going to be a piece of cake, but you're going to be able to make 30, 40, 50, 60 yard shots if you need to. Now, if you're out wide open back country, you may be making 50 to 70 yard shots on those animals. Sometimes it's all the opportunity that you have. You've been hunting for six, six days and that's your last day out there and you have to make it happen. So, um, not saying that you should go out and try to shoot deer at 60, 70 yards all the time, but I'm just saying, if you practice with these extreme distances and different dis- distances, it's going to make you a better shot. It's going to make you a better archer and it's going to give you the confidence and prepare you for those unexpected long range shots. So that's number one. Another thing I like to do, and I do this kind of leading up into the archery season, probably starting about now, um, we're about two months out, but I like to shoot in different positions because 
you're not going to be standing and shooting most of the time. You're not going to have that perfect setup when you're out in the field. So you may be sitting, you may be kneeling, you may be tucked behind a tree and kind of have to come out and go around a tree. I mean, it just, you have to adapt to your natural settings when you're out in the field. So the more positions that you shoot from, the more confident and comfortable you're going to be making those uncomfortable positions out in the field. So I like to shoot sitting down. I like to shoot kneeling on one knee. I like to shoot kneeling on two knees. I like to shoot sitting Indian style on the, on the ground and also like shooting from the elevated position. Uh, so realistically, if I have a ladder stand, I can set up in my backyard. If I got a tree, um, then I can climb up, shoot from an elevated position or the setup I've got in the back. I've got a deck. So I shoot from the deck down. So it gives you a little more realistic feel from shooting from a tree stand. So number two, shoot in different positions. Um, practice with broadheads. You know, I do this about now, again, uh, about two months out. You know, I tune my bow. If you're shooting fixed blade broadheads, and we'll have another conversation between uh, expandable broadheads and fixed blade broadheads. I'll probably do a YouTube video on that too, but um, that'll be a whole nother conversation. But right now we're just talking about practicing with your broadheads. So if you're shooting fixed blades, you're going to need to tune your bow to it to make sure they fly straight. And if you're shooting expandable broadheads, those ones shoot a little more like field points, but you're still going to want to practice with them to make sure they shoot flat too. I've been using the Nap Spitfire as of lately. Um, I, I really enjoy the Grim Reaper Whitetail Edition. Those ones are really good too. I've taken a lot of animals with those and no failures with that. Um, I haven't shot too many fixed blades. Uh, the one fixed blades, I think the Montech, uh, what, what are they? Uh, G5 Montech. Those ones seem to fly really well for me, but, um, but yeah, I usually shoot expandable, but when you're practicing with your broadhead, you get the more realistic feel and flight of the arrow. And then you can kind of weed out which arrows aren't shooting properly or tune it to what you need it to be. Nothing worse than going in the field, having that buck come out or deer come out and you haven't tested your broadheads and the broadhead shoots all wacky and you make a bad shot or miss. So yeah, definitely practice with your broadheads. You're going to want a broadhead rated target. Not all targets are broadhead rated. So just when you're buying a target or uh, looking to pick up a target for this, um, make sure that they're able to take broadheads because if not, your broadhead's going to zip right through it. Then you're going to have a chance of hitting something that you don't want to hit, ruining your arrow, ruining your broadhead, all that bad stuff. So number three, practice with your broadheads and do that at different distances too. Shoot from an elevated position. We've already covered that. That's number four, but just a quick hit. You know, if you have, like I said, a tree stand, um, I mean, you can use a climber, but you're going to wear yourself out going up and down that tree. But if you got a deck or a ladder stand, um, and just shoot from an elevated position, that's definitely, I mean, that's really all I have to say on that one because you're going to get a better feel of what it's like shooting from your tree stand. Another thing I like to do is practice long holds. Um, I did a, YouTube segment on this uh, about why I practice shooting in the backyard with my dog. So again, if you shoot in the backyard with the dog, you have to be very careful because you don't want to shoot your beloved friend, but um, they do give you more of a realistic scenario because they're unpredictable. And when you're shooting and they run in front of you, you have to either hold the bow in spot or you have to let it down. So that gives you a realistic scenario of what might happen in the woods. Because if you got a deer come out and you pull back, 
and they stop behind a tree or they turn a different direction, you're going to have to hold that or you're going to have to let that bow down and try to draw again. It uh, definitely makes a lot of sense to do practicing when you hold the bow for a long time because one, your arms are going to start to get fatigued and you're going to kind of start to shake similar to when you're holding it on a deer. So if you get used to kind of that motion and being able to make a good shot like that, that's going to make all the difference in the world, especially when that, you know, time comes and that shot count, make that shot count. Another thing I mentioned this briefly. So that was number five, practice long holds. Uh, number six is practice letting down too. So after you're doing the long hold, instead of shooting every time, let your bow down. You know, make sure that you can let that bow down without letting that arrow fly by accident because you're going to have situations where you're sitting in the stand or sitting out there in the uh, back country or in the field and that deer's just not doing what you want to do. And there's going to be times where you can't hold that bow any longer and you're getting fatigued and you're either going to have to let the arrow fly and make a bad shot or you have to let the arrow down or let the bow down and regroup. Okay, so practice the long holds number five, and then practice letting the arrow down or letting the bow down after the long hold. Um, quick shots, this is another one. You're gonna wanna try to practice the quick draw, aim, release, okay? So quick draw, aim, release. So when a deer comes busting through, especially if you're in the rut, they're gonna be running around chasing does all over the place. So if you have a buck creep up on you or run in on you, you're gonna need to, in like five seconds, pull back, aim, and then let go and make a good shot. And you know, that's really five seconds is a lot longer than you think it is because generally when you're archery practicing, you're doing the calm thing. I mean, you're looking maybe eight seconds, 10 seconds, something like that. I haven't timed it myself, but this is just reading uh, other articles and that's kind of what they were saying the time is. But um, yeah, so I mean, Practice those quick shots because you're going to have situations where the deer is going to run in on you real quick and you're not going to have a whole lot of time to do any thinking. So if you practice these quick shots and you um, practice and get used to it, you're going to have a better form when you do it out in the field instead of being all over the place and making a bad shot. So these are my seven kind of how to become a better archer, my seven kind of ritual practicing points. Oh, uh, one more thing. We're going to, we're going to make eight here. So eight throughout the year after the archery season, there are a lot of archery competitions, shooting, uh, and then also 3d shoots as well. 3d shoots, especially for the archery hunter are wonderful ways to get out, practice on animal like targets and actually walk through the woods and have more of a realistic archery practice, if you would. Uh, the nice thing about that is you can you have to kind of gauge your distances, at least the ones that I've been to. You can't use a rangefinder, so you have to guess on how far they are. And this really helps with gauging your distances when you're out in the field. Now, sometimes you're not going to have time to range it. A lot of times you will, but there's going to be certain scenarios where you're not able to range a deer and you have to kind of make a guesstimate of how far they are. That again, does not happen very often. I try not to do that because there's so much room for error there. But, um, you know, there are going to be times to where you have to guesstimate the yardage and the better that you are at that and the more that you practice guesstimating your yardage or doing 3d shooting to where you have to guesstimate the yardage, yardage, have to guesstimate the yardage, you're going to be better overall. So those are my eight.
ways to become a better archer and my eight kind of recommendations for practicing throughout the year. So we're going to run through these one more time. We have number one, shoot at different distances, uh, short distance to long distance, shoot in different positions. Number two, three, practice with your broadheads. Four, shoot from an elevated position. Five, practice long holding or long holds. Six, practice letting your bow down after a long hold and just in general. Um, and then seven, take quick shots. Make sure that you practice your form and be able to get the shot off quickly and accurately. And then eight, take up archery competition shooting or 3D shooting competition as well. So those are the eight how to become a better archer or practice uh, techniques that I use and I recommend. But that's really all I got for you guys today. This is not a very long one. You know, don't want to beat it to death. And once you're done talking and have all the information out there, it's best to stop. So we're going to do that for today. And we will be back here the third week of this month with another Just for Thought episode. And then we'll be back with another interview episode at the end of the month. So definitely stick around for those. But yeah, I appreciate you guys listening and thank you very much. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you leave us a five-star rating. That definitely goes a long way. And again, we need reviews, guys. Please leave us a review. Let us know what you think. I uh, love to hear what you guys are thinking. Make sure you check us out on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And again, not very active on Twitter. We're working on getting a little bit more active there but you know check us out there and you know shoot us a comment chat with us there make sure you check out our website www.sizzlinarrow.com and check out the the blog section t-shirts you know sign up for the membership we can chat and get you some recipes and all that stuff and again last mention if you are local and you are wanting to learn how to cook we still have four different or three different cooking classes that are coming down the road. So make sure you come and check those out. Those are, let me see. I just want to give you the right dates here. I got, can't remember everything. Let's see. Okay. Those dates are, we have another one coming this Saturday, another one on the 24th of July, another one on August 7th, and another one on August 14th. And the August 14th will be our last one. These are from 4.30 to 6.30 in Cary, North Carolina. So if you're local in the Triangle and you're interested, shoot me an email, paul at sizzlingarrow.com. Love to have you over there. But anyway, that is all I got for you guys today. I, again, appreciate y'all listening, and I hope y'all have a great rest of the week, and we'll be back here on the third week of this month. Thanks a lot, guys. Now, in the meantime, get outside, get in the kitchen, and just, you know, make things happen like you should. So talk to you later, guys. Thanks.